Welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. And today we're talking about tax advantage savings accounts to help you pay for qualified medical expenses. Today we're specifically focusing on FSA and DCAP, and then we'll do another episode about health savings accounts. But today we have Kelsey here from the Healthcare Authority. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about these. We have the flexible spending account and DCAP, which is the Dependent Care Assistance Program. Yeah, so the flexible spending account, um, we have two that are offered there, and we can just say FSA um, as well. There's two different types of FSAs that we offer to our PEB and SEB employees. So there's the medical FSA and the limited purpose FSA. And then also there is DCAP, which you mentioned, the Dependent Care Assistance Program. So how these work is you set aside funds from your paycheck pre-tax to pay for out-of-pocket health care expenses, and that's kind of how employees can really save their money. So the election amount um, they choose, the amount of money they want it to be deducted from their paycheck um, is pre-tax uh, throughout the plan year, so you don't have to pay for FICA or FICA or federal income tax. So uh, those are really uh, nice benefits that are used to pay for, uh, you know, say you sprained your wrist and you need to go to the doctor and the bill comes your way, you will have the opportunity to pay for those pre-taxed. Yeah, so it's really this separate pot of money, like having a little savings account set aside for your medical expenses. Right, exactly. And then for DCAP, that is used for childcare expenses. So um, preschool, if you have kids under 13 that you need expenses for preschool or babysitting before and after school care, in-home care for a disabled dependent, or uh, such as taking care of an elderly parent. It's not just for kids, but it's for elderly adults as well. So yeah, that's that's a nice thing about uh, DCAP as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're really saving a lot of money if you're using these programs, because like you said, it's pre-taxed money. So you're not having to pay those extra taxes on that money that would be coming out of your paycheck and then you paying the the daycare or something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Great. Um, So how much can employees contribute from their paycheck each year? So for an F for the flexible spending arrangement, um, either the medical or the limited purpose FSA, you can contribute a minimum of $120. And this year it's uh, for 2023, it's up to a maximum of $2,850. I will mention though, it increases that amount that you can contribute from your paycheck increases to $3,050 effective January 1st, 2024. Oh, great. Yeah, so that's for the FSA. And then for DCAP, it's $5,000 you can contribute from your paycheck for the year for a single person or married couple filing joint income tax return or $2,500 for each married participant who files a separate tax return. I will mention as well that it does vary per IRS rules. The IRS announces the uh, maximum late in the fall, so employees can go to their employer to 
ask more questions about that then when that time comes. Cool. So how do people spend the money or submit a claim? Do you have to submit a claim like you would normally would for like a car insurance? Yeah. So most use their Navia benefits debit card. And I should say that the vendor that administers these benefits for our PEB and SEB employees, it's Navia benefits solutions. So if you enroll in an FSA or DCAP, you're going to be working with Navia, (laughs) Um, Navia benefits solution, but you know, Navia for short to enroll, create an account, to reimbursement claim forms, everything there. So most use their Navia benefits debit card and you can check the box to enroll in that when you enroll online. And so this is really nice. I use a Navia benefits debit card uh, to pay for my eligible healthcare expenses. The debit card's being redesigned right now. So gradually members will start to get this redesigned card. You know, after your card expires in three years, you'll get a new one. We really revamped this card to include the HCA icon and mm-hmm. then also to have the words PEB or SEB program on it. So people can really start to realize and connect visually that the Navia Benefits debit card is part of your program that you're in, SEB or PEB, as an employee. So that's really, really nice. The debit card, you can just swipe. So say you go to the pharmacy, you pick up your prescription drugs or Tylenol, and you check out at Rite Aid, uh, you just use your debit card to pay for those expenses right then and there instead of having to submit reimbursement claim form, which is another way that you can spend the money and submit claims, but it just takes a little bit longer. You have to submit the claim online or go through the Navia mobile app. You can email Navia or fax or snail mail. So the debit (laughs) card, I think, is definitely the more popular choice for FSA. DCAP, I've seen that people tend to do the reimbursement claim form for DCAP, but FSA, definitely a debit card is more popular to use. Gotcha. So they're really trying to make it easy for people to be able to use this money for these qualified expenses, like you said, at Walgreens or wherever you pick up your prescriptions. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think I'll also mention that say you enroll during open enrollment time period in the fall, there's different time periods for PEB and SEB, but that amount that you enroll in is going to, in an FSA, it's going to be available for you on January 1st of the next year. So this January 1st, 2024. So if you enroll for $1,000 in, for FSA and you have a debit card or you choose to get a debit card, it'll be mailed to you in January and it'll have that $1,000 on there for you at the first of the year, which is great because nice. then you're just, you feel better that you have money to use. Yeah. It's <laughs> right ready away. to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know we really wanted to mention this as well, but you do have to enroll into the program every year. Yes, that is definitely true. You have to enroll every year. If you don't, then you're not going to be enrolled for the next year. It's it's not like your medical plan where if you're enrolled in a plan that you like and you don't do anything, you're enrolled in it to, again. So pay close attention to open enrollment time period. I know for PEB, it's November 1st through November 30th. Yeah, coming <laughs> up quick. It's a little bit different, and I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but you would go to Navia, Navia's website, PEB website or SEB website to enroll. Um, you don't go to HCA's website or anything like that. You, you go directly to Navia to enroll in um, an FSA or DCAP. Cool. And you had mentioned there's a new sort of piece of this program this year that's called Carryover. Can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that and the benefits of it? Yeah, so this is a new plan design. It really 
is beneficial to members. Um, they basically get to keep more money in their pocket and it gets to carry over to the next year. But there are some caveats to that. So to receive carryover, you must be enrolled in an FSA for the next plan year. So that's why it's important to re-enroll every year or just enroll every year. <laughs> and have at least $120 left in their account on December 31st. So any amount above $610, that is the maximum carryover limit, or below $120, if you do not enroll, will just be forfeited to HCA as required by the IRS rules. Gotcha, so it's really important to kind of look at your balance and make sure that you still have yep. that bit of wiggle room, like hundred. you said $120. Right, right, so log into your Navi account as it gets closer to that December 31st deadline. See if you have any money left or if, if you have a less than 120 or, or wherever you are there because you do have to pay close attention to it and I can kind of give an example if that helps you know lay it down so if, yeah. if somebody has between 120 and 610 remaining say 150 left in their medical FSA on December 31st if this person enrolls in a medical FSA the 150 will carry over and be added to his medical FSA election for the next plan year if he does not enroll in an FSA, the 150 will still carry over to establish medical FSA for his use in the next plan year. And so it's there, but you just have to make sure you're between those two markers. So if someone does say they look in their account and they have $200 mm -hmm. left in there, it's like the beginning of December. Are there particular things that you recommend that people could maybe use that money for yeah and like say you didn't have a bill coming in so you could go get you know tylenol or there's also an fsa <laughs> store online oh great um, where you can you know if you need sunscreen or uh, anything like that prenatal vitamins i know is a <laughs> is an eligible <laughs> expense you can go on the fsa store and i've done that in the past and you know gotten things that i might need for the next year that you can use yeah. so so specifically yeah. if you look in your account it's like november december if you have more than 610 dollars then you could go and you say okay i could spend a hundred dollars to kind of bring that total down so right. that actually it does roll over to the next year and yeah. I'm not losing money. Exactly. Or just keep enrolling every year and then yeah. you just know that it's going to carry over. Great. Yeah. So is there a deadline to spend the funds that are in my account? Yeah. So, okay. So for an FSA, claims for reimbursement must be submitted to Navia Benef Benefit Solutions by March 31st of the following year. So you have to incur those expenses during the plan year, but you have two months and a half or three months to submit those to Navia. So you get some extra time to, to submit them. Gotcha. So if I have a medical emergency come up at the end of December, then I still have some time to, to submit, submit those them. claims. And it get the reimbursement. have to be by December 31st. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. I will say for DCAP, expenses must take place till by December 31st each year as well, and then claims for reimbursement must be sent to Navia by March 31st. So it's the same for yeah. DCAP as well. Yeah, great. So we talked a little bit about enrolling, circling back on, on all of those details, especially because we are in the fall now of open enrollment oh season. <laughs> I'm talking fall and here we are. <laughs> 
usually people enroll during open enrollment for this benefit. Um, of right. course, you can enroll as a new hire, a new employee. Check with your benefits payroll office, but I think <laughs> you have 31 days to enroll if you'd like as a new employee, and then 60 days after a special open enrollment event. So um, a qualifying event would be if you had a birth or a marriage or something like that. Oh, um, great. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, there's different times to enroll, but the most popular is during open enrollment period. So Kelsey, who isn't eligible to enroll in an FSA or DCAP? Yeah, so the FSA and DCAP benefits are generally offered to state employees, public college and university employees, and then those who are working in school districts um, at least 630 hours per year. It is also available to former employees enrolled in continuation coverage, but I think no matter what, if you have more questions on eligibility, members should contact their benefits payroll office. Yeah, for sure. And then you had mentioned that you personally have used a flexible spending account for yourself and your family. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So I think I've been enrolled in an FSA for the last three years. And I really use it, uh, I was planning for birth expenses. Um, I just gave birth this January to my second son. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so during last year's open enrollment, you know, it was nice. I was already a member, a participant in the program. So I logged into Navia's PEB portal and I just estimated the amount that I wanted to en enroll in for this year. Um, I, I kind of knew that a birth uh, expenses would be somewhat around a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars maybe even up to two thousand dollars sure um so what i did is i enrolled for fifteen hundred dollars in my fsa for 2024 and the nice thing also is um, a birth is qu as a qualified special open enrollment event and if i ever needed to add to my fsa i could do that and enroll in more money uh, due to the SOE event, um, which is a birth, but I didn't need to. So I yeah. enrolled for $1,500. And as those medical expenses came in, I just used my benefits debit card to pay for those right then and there. Um, so it was really, it was really nice. It was nice to know that I had that money at the very beginning of the year to use for my birth and labor. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Basically, you were saying like if it had ended up being more expensive than what you had anticipated, you could have then put more money into your FSA account, that tax-free money from your paycheck? Yeah. So a birth is a qualified special open enrollment event. So you could go on the Navia website and use a certain form. So you have 60 days from the qualifying event, um, the birth, to send in this form and enroll in a little bit more money if you wanted to. So that's the nice thing about um, qualifying events too. So generally you have to set your amount and that's what you get for the year. Yeah. Um, unless you have a qualifying special open enrollment event like <laughs> I did as a birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And have you also used the DCAP program? Yes, I have, but I haven't had to use any expenses yet. Um, okay. My little guy's not yet enrolled in daycare, um, okay. so it's waiting for me to use, and I will eventually, but um, I will definitely use it before December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be great. Yeah, well, we really appreciate your insight. Where can people go just general more information about FSAs and Navia? Yeah, yeah. So any information about flexible spending um, arrangements, 
or the dependent care assistance program one you can go to your benefits payroll office at your employer or you can contact Navia Benefit Solutions that is our vendor that we use for these benefits and they're very knowledgeable and happy to answer questions a phone number that PEB and SEB employees can use to contact Navia 425-452-3500 or you can just go online to PEB so P-E-B-B dot Navia Benefits dot com or SEB sebb.naviabenefits.com. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelsey. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.